0: Hello everyone, welcome back to The Encounter, a podcast um, dedicated to the Word of God and the Church, Jesus Christ, Him crucified, and as Christians, what we believe in, He's our salvation, our hope. So thank you for joining me again on this podcast. Um, Today's Monday, so this is our second installment of Meditate on the Word Monday. And today we're going to cover... some of the chapters in Genesis, something that God revealed to me uh, not too long ago, and I was able to give the sermon on Sunday at a church in Oklahoma. God blessed me with the opportunity to do that. So we're going to be in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth of course this is during the creation of the world creation of man and God here is giving us dominion over the world the one thing I want to focus on on this verse is the first few words and it says and God said let us That's a plural us. God is a tribunal God. That means three in one. We have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All three things are God, and they work together in our life. So our lives are to reflect God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. If we leave out one we can't say that we are truly living for god we are just noise not really producing anything good for god's kingdom so we have to use all three in unison in our daily walk as christians and saved people but through jesus christ god created everything he's the father jesus came down to us from the father in flesh To save us to die on the cross for our sins then Jesus resurrection in his resurrection he returned to earth spoke to many people and then he ascended to the father his human flesh died for our sins then he was transfigured into a heavenly body and went to heaven with God but he left the Holy Spirit. That's the third um, component, if you will, I guess we're going in the order of God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. They've always been there. The Spirit of God moved over the waters when God created the earth. So they've always been there altogether, all three. But when Jesus ascended to heaven, he left the Holy Spirit on earth as the power of God in us. The Holy Spirit is the power of God in us. Saved Christians have it in them. We have to use it. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. It says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and, and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And referring to the fact that if we leave out the Holy Spirit, If we leave out Jesus, if we leave out God, we're just making noise. We're not really producing anything for the kingdom of God. All three must be working in our lives. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 says, And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. And breathe into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul in the Greek in the Hebrew language the word breath also translates to spirit which also translates to the wind we reference the wind outside we reference the Holy Spirit and the breath of God here all in one because it's basically meaning the same thing. This is a revelation that God gave to me, that you know what, when we breathe, the oxygen in the air, that's God-given. That's the Spirit of God, which established it from the beginning of time when He created the earth. I said He called out from the four winds and the Spirit of God uh, hovered over the waters. But when He created man, He breathed air, breath, the Spirit into Him, and then He became a living soul. Before that, He was just a form. We were created from the dust of this earth. Without the Holy Spirit working in our lives, we're basically just a form. We're not really producing anything for God. We're just a form. We're not moving forward, and we're not stirred in our conviction for God, and we don't have the Holy Spirit working in us. If you're a Christian, and you've been saved by Jesus Christ, by default, the Spirit of God resides in you, but we have to put it into play. We have to make it work for our lives in order for that to produce something for God and for us to be able to give that to other people. It's a flowing that comes from above through us outward into others. If we choose to stop it, we quench the Spirit of God. And we don't grow as Christians spiritually. We are two parts as humans, physical and spiritual. When Adam was created, he was made from the dust of the earth. When Eve was created, she came from man, which came from the dust of the earth. But God breathed His Spirit into them and gave them living souls. So life is given through the Spirit of God. Our lives must reflect all three, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. When we reflect all three, we are really living life like God intended When we're not using those three things in our lives, we're living a form of a life, but it's not really living. We continue to live our lives wanting and expecting other things to fulfill our wants and desires instead of needing the Spirit of God in our life and letting that flow through us. Go to Genesis chapter 3, verses 4 through 7. It says, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. So now I'm referencing the point in the Garden of Eden in which the serpent confuses and tricks Eve into eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, we exist in both things. We exist in in the physical and the spiritual. But we only get life through one of those. And that's the spirit. We have to have both. Genesis 3, verses 4 through 7. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Notice that the serpent here uses physical things to persuade Eve into sinning. Without the Spirit of God, we're going to let physical things overcome And we're going to eventually sin and separate ourselves from god verse 6 and then and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food again looking into it with her eyes physical and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise wisdom you know people ask for wisdom all the time that's a physical need but the only true wisdom comes from god she took to the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. So evil uses the physical to get us to sin against our spiritual part of us, causing a war within us that leads to separation from God. Physical versus spiritual. If your spiritual is not intact, and if you're not feeding the spiritual part of you, then the physical is by default winning in your life, causing spiritual death. Amen? In Matthew chapter 12, Verses 22 through 25. Here Jesus speaks of a house divided. Then one was brought to him who was demon possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him. Jesus healed him. So that the blind man and mute, the the blind and the mute man both spoke and saw. And all the multitudes were amazed and said, Could this be the son of David? Now when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow does not cast out demons, but by except by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. So here Jesus is making the... Uh, Here teaching them that, you know, he's saying, how could I be of Beelzebub? How could I be casting out demons if I myself am also evil? A house cannot win against itself. A house cannot stand. It cannot compete within itself and stand. It cannot fight its own identity. So he was basically letting us know, you know, if we let our physical win... We beat out the spiritual part of our being. And a house divided will not stand. Our walk with God, our spirituality, our religion will not stand if we don't have all the components working in us that God intended. He intended for for us to be reverent to Him, the Father. He intended for us to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And He also intended for us to use the Holy Spirit that He left for us to Expand the kingdom of God. It wasn't just for our blessing, but it's for, for us to serve and bless others. As we conclude here, I want to uh, also reference uh, Ezekiel chapter 37. Again, I want to speak more on the concept of the spirit of God, the breath of God, the, what's available to us every single day, the power that God gave us. So this is Ezekiel 37, verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and, lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, Can these bones live? So God is asking Ezekiel a question. Can these bones live? And Ezekiel answers, O Lord, O Lord God, thou knowest. Verse 4. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This verse is important because it says, Hear the word of the Lord. When the Spirit in us is working, and we're working for God. When we speak the word into other people, we are using breath. When you speak, you breathe. And when you speak the power of the word of God and you're breathing, that's the Holy Spirit. You're using the Spirit of God. Verse 5, thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. So how do they live? Through the breath of God, through the Spirit of God. We only have real life through God's Spirit. Without God's Spirit, we are just living forms, but we're not truly living for God. And we're not gonna have life after this life. We all have to recognize that there will be an afterlife. When when our bodies die, our souls are living. They're either gonna be living in hell, Or living in heaven with God we must make that choice the breath is the Spirit of God when breath in air when we breathe in air it is because God put it there for life to be sustained and therefore it is the Spirit of God continuing on verse 6 of Ezekiel 37 and I will lay sinews upon you speaking to the bones and I will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, Ezekiel says, so I prophesied and I, as I was commanded. And I, as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking. The bones came together, bone to his bone. Verse 8, and when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. So again, God made the forms come together. He made the bones come together. He made the flesh cover the bones. So basically you have a form now. Just, just as God made Adam from the dust of the ground and created a form, that form was ready to live, but it did not have life until God breathed the spirit of life into him, the breath of God, the spirit, life into him. So the form was made first. Without the Spirit, we are just forms. It is the Spirit of the breath of God that gives life eternal and makes us living souls. 2 Timothy 3, five. Listen to the words of... God in this in these verses <clears throat> this know also that in the last days perilous time shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous boasters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful unholy without natural affection truce breakers false accusers incontent, fierce despisers of those that are good traitors heady high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. The last section that I read, verse 5, saying, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. If we don't have the Holy Spirit working in our lives, We are just but forms of godliness, but we're denying the power of God in our lives. If we deny the power of God in our lives, we are compared to the list of perilous times people that it describes here. We are just lovers of ourselves. We're not working for God. We're maybe disobedient or unthankful, unholy. All those things, all those things that it described, when we as Christians, are denying the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we are just forms walking on this earth. A form of godliness, not the real life with the Spirit that God intended. Our ministries, our faith, it cannot function without the Holy Spirit guiding us. We have to acknowledge that God is the Creator, the Father of the world. We have to acknowledge that He sent His Son Jesus Christ to die for our sins. In that way, we are saved. And in that instant, we are conduits of the Holy Spirit. And then we have to make the extra steps of faith to use the Holy Spirit, to proclaim things in faith through the Holy Spirit, because that is the power of God working in us. Let me continue the last few verses of Ezekiel 37. So now we've come to the part where in Ezekiel, uh, in Ezekiel, he prophesies over the bones as God commanded him. And all the bones have come together, and the flesh has come upon them, but it doesn't have life yet. So listen to verse 9. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Again, there's that wind, the breath, the Spirit of God. Prophesy, Son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds. And that reference is the beginning in Genesis where God creates the earth. And he he uses those winds, the four winds, the Spirit of God. He says, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live life. The breath of God is life. It's the Spirit of God. So I prophesied as he commanded me. This is verse 10. And the breath or the Spirit, as you can say, the breath Spirit of God came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet in exceeding great armor. We have to realize the power that we've been given. If you're somebody out there listening to this and you're a Christian and you've been attending church and you're involved in the church and you're trying to do all the things that are good uh, for God in this world, That's great. That's amazing. But we also have to consider the fact that if we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to work in us in all the things that we're trying to accomplish, we're just clanging cymbals, as the Word says. We're just just sounding noise, but we're not really making anything good for God. We're not producing the good fruit that it talks about. We have to allow the Spirit of God to work in us. It's the power of God. Those bones and that flesh that came upon the bones in Ezekiel, they could have, God if if God just stopped there, all they would have been would have been just bodies laying there with just forms. But they would have had no life in them. It wasn't until God spoke that Ezekiel prophesied the breath of God in them that they began to live. We have to be Christians full of life through the Spirit of God. Without the Spirit of God, we're Christians without life. We're just a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I pray that it has been an insightful time of meditation in the Word for you. Let me say a a prayer over you uh, as as I end this podcast. Dearly Father, we thank you for your many works in our lives. We thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, who came and died for our sins. We thank you that we are brand new creations. And we thank you for the Spirit of God that is here on earth right now, that you left as a comforter, as a healer, as a provider for us in every aspect of our Christianity. God, I pray the power of God over those that are listening to this podcast. I pray power and the Spirit of God over our churches in America and all around the world, Father God, that we would be bold Christians and carry that message of the Spirit of God to everyone we meet, that we use the Spirit of God to guide us and discern in where we should go, who we should talk to, and what we should do with your power. Because we know that when we're in your will, that you will make it so, God. In faith believing, we pray this in Jesus' holy precious name, amen. Well, that concludes this episode of The Encounter. Thank you for taking time to meditate on the Word today. God bless you, and may the Spirit of God guide and lead you always.